Happy New Year, Ben. Happy New Year. So I've got a question for you. Yeah, shoot. So we're about a week into this thing, mm-hmm. a little over. How many New Year's resolutions have you already failed at? Well, I've put deodorant on every day, so so, so far, success. <laughs> Do a podcast. Do a podcast. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. This is Gear Related. Peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry with Ben over there. Hi, everyone. I'm Heather. We'll be hosting again the, the, the podcast. Yes, we will. Till you get sick of us. No, 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 don't. Ugh. <laughs> Some people are like, woof, that was four days ago. Yeah. So, first and foremost, before we digress down any further roads... As we normally do. I have to hang my head in shame <laughs> and send out an apology. Why? What for? Well, if you listen to the last podcast about the self-driving vehicles, our little <laughs> jaunty debate... Did you call for me, Heather? I may have had some opinions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. About other humans... None, none of the people that listen to this podcast fit into the idiot category. I just want you all to know that it's the other people. That's not very nice, Heather. But maybe I could have been just a little bit more sweet and compassionate. And so therefore, from the bottom of my black heart, I would like to apologize for those idiots that can't drive. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm doing it again. <laughs> Well said. There it goes. Very nice, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me. <laughs> because it was, just, it was, it felt really true. Don't forget, sincere, Heather. I, we've like, got to pull it together. Come on, let's do I this. I can't pull it together. We've got to pull it together. I'm not tired. You're, I'm tired. You're a little tired. You're, you're a little tired. A little tired. It's been a, it's been a long year. We're but gonna we're get in the new one. We're gonna get some coffee or something in you. High octane coffee. <laughs> Some premium. Well, coffee, my coffee habit is a bad one. I dry. Since nursing, I have become, I'm not going to say addicted, but maybe I'll say addicted. I love me some coffee. Hey, coffee's really good. It is, but it's a bad habit. Drug of choice. I, I suppose of all the drugs out there, that's not exactly it's not my one of the option. most dangerous ones. Right. Yeah, but it is—it's probably bad for me. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> how about we talk about some car stuff? I was trying to segue you. <laughs> I, I'm terrible at segways. Woo, it went right over his head. I wish this was. See it. Oh, wait, you're talking about bad habits. Bad driving habits. Bad driving. That, well, that's funny you mentioned that because <laughs> that's what we're going to be talking about today. And there's your segue. <laughs> Four years of acting school. Just out, <laughs> out of order. All right. All right. So, so I thought, you know... This is gear related, a peek under the hood of the automotive industry. In our industry, um, we fix cars, but wouldn't it be great if we could give you some tips maybe to tell you how to, I don't know, maybe not make these repairs necessary, save some money kind of thing? Right. So so make your car last longer. Right. So what I'm going to talk about today is some things that 
are habits that people have um, that can damage things. And in some cases, things that people don't do that can actually lead to more expensive repairs. And How about things that you think that everybody tells you is going to screw up your car and then it doesn't? But it actually doesn't? Like, if you don't, you have to idle. We already covered this, but... We did. No, um, you don't have to do that. <laughs> the cold weather idle, yes, is, is a myth. Okay. So, um, thrill we, me. We don't have many of those, but... The reason I kind of wanted to bring this up is, is some of our customers, and you, you'd be surprised how often that I hear this at the shop, uh, that our, when we tell a customer what's wrong with their car, one of the questions they have, is this something that I did? Which is always Aww. an interesting, you know, um, an interesting thing to hear because the majority of, of things that go wrong with the car, they're, they're not your fault, people. They're not your fault. But in rare instances, sometimes it is. Okay. So let's talk about a few of those, and then maybe we can save some people some repairs. And some guilt. <laughs> well, I don't want to <laughs> guilt anybody. But given that we're still in the midst of winter, I thought I would start us off with one of the big ones. Okay. Uh, and this is, you're driving home or driving somewhere or driving anywhere. So you're driving. You're driving, yeah. Good. And it's snowing. Mm. Uh, so that's, you're driving in Rochester. Yeah, right. You're driving in Rochester. And it's snowing, so your wipers are on, right? Right. Well, you got to get the salty water off. Exactly. And some snow, but mostly salty water. Slushy. Right. Salt water. So you get to wherever you're going, and a lot of times it's it's home. Home. Into your nice, toasty yes, garage. Yes. And you're, you're, all you're thinking about is like, get me into that house. Let me pet my cat so I can pour a glass of wine and forget about the crap I just drove through. That sounded oddly specific to me. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, very familiar. So what do you do? You shut your car off and you go inside. Right. Now, the next morning, dun, dun. you wake up and you go outside and you start your car. Into your garage, not or, outside, outside. Or you have, uh, well, if you're in your garage, this is not necessarily a big problem, but this is for those people like myself who, par oh, who park outside. Oh, park outside. I got gotcha, you. Right. I gotcha. So not in your toasty garage. Right. Uh, so if you have a remote start, this is even worse. Oh. Because you're not even in the car to witness this happen. So you get in the car and you turn the car on and you start it and you left your wipers on. Okay. But they're frozen to the windshield. <gasps> oh yeah. And you get that. And something's got to give. Now right. it could be the wiper blades. It could be the ice, but sometimes it's the wiper blades. Sometimes it's the motor. So yeah, it can be, it can be a problem. So. Oh, you don't want that motor to go always, out when it's snowy. Yeah, always turn your wiper motor off uh, before you turn your car off. Okay, I got to get in the habit of that. Now, the 1A to this is the um, using your wipers to clear that snowfall off. So you get in your car and your wipers are off and, and you're just so cold, you're so miserable and you don't want to scrape your windows. So you just turn those wipers on and hopefully they'll get it off and you don't have to scrape, right? That's also a bad idea. Okay. Same thing can occur. Because there's just so much of a so much ice snow build up. Yeah. and it just... If it's outside, scrape those windows, give those wipers a pull or a tug. Uh, and then, then you'll know for sure if they're stuck to the windshield and if you're safe to turn them on. All right, folks, tug those white wipers. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. All right, this is not a winter one. This is downshifting. This is for you uh, manual transmission car owners out there. Downshifting is not necessarily a bad thing. However, when you're downshifting from... Can you explain to what... Oh, you were just about to. Jumping the gun. That's okay. 
So downshifting is a way of slowing your car down without using your brake. If you're in fourth gear and you put it into third, it slows your car down because right. you're in a lower gear. Don't they tell you to do that like when you're going down a hill? Yes, yeah. exactly. Now, if you're using this to stop your car, i.e. you're coming to a stop sign and you shift from second to first, <laughs> that is really hard on your transmission. Um, I remember my dad teaching me that. Now, this is about gear ratios. So the gear ratio from one to two is such a vast difference that when you shift from two to one, that's a huge gear, gear ratio difference, and it's really hard on your transmission. If you don't know what I'm talking about, about gear, gear ratios, it doesn't matter. Just know that it's hard on your, your synchronizers. But don't do that. Exactly. And the 2A to this one? There's a lot of two A's. <laughs> no, this is my last. This is my last A. Is also skipping third gear because it's the same thing. You're in first gear, you you shift it into second, and you get the engine RPMs up there, and you're like, I don't need third gear. Let me just put it into fourth. I'll skip a I gear. Never done that. Uh, I used to do this. Oh, uh, yeah, my father taught rebel. me this. You can skip. You can skip a gear. It saves on gas mileage, right? But again, it's about the gear ratios. If you're skipping an entire gear, the gear ratio difference is a lot higher, and it's harder on your synchronizers. You hear that, Brian? <laughs> Don't you teach those nieces of mine. That's right. Tricky ways. Don't be skipping gears, people. All right. This is for you four-wheel drive owners out there. Ooh. Now, if you have a car with four-wheel drive, now I must say this first and foremost. This is the caveat. Four-wheel drive is not all-wheel all drive. drive. Right. All-wheel drive, which I own an all-wheel drive car, like, like many of you out there, the all-wheel drive takes care of all of this for you. It, it's all automatic. It determines when you need it, when you don't, and does all that for you. It's kind of like Kit. Yeah, just like Kit. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Controls your grappling hook. <laughs> <laughs> when you need but it. But I digress. <laughs> We're never going to get through this. We are. Keep going. Okay. As long as you don't have any more A's. No, that was my so last So not egg. grappling hook. This is the all-wheel drive. This is the all-wheel drive. Four by four-wheel no, drive. No, I'm sorry. Four-wheel drive. Guys. Now, four-wheel drive is something that you manually take a lever or push a button and put it into four-wheel drive. Right. Don't ever leave it in four-wheel drive. Only use it when you need it. So when you're climbing up a hill in your Jeep, do it. And right. then when you get to the top of the hill, take it off. If you pull out of your garage or your driveway and there's snow everywhere, feel free. By all means, put that thing in four-wheel drive and safely go away. You are in charge of your destiny. Yes. But if the roads start to get better, bad weather starts to go away, pavement is dry. You move to Florida. Let's Yeah, you move to Florida. Let's take it out of that four-wheel drive because you can break axles. You can ruin ah! transfer cases. Yeah, that can that get really expensive. expensive. Yep. That one is, I think most people know that one, but if you don't, there it is. Don't use your four-wheel drive all the time. Just use it when you need it. Now, here's a really good one because this is one I see people do all the time. This is this. I, I'm telling you right now, all of our listeners, I guarantee you, probably about 75% of them do this. Guilt trip. I know, and I'm sorry, but this but is about still love this is you. about saving people money. So this is why right. we're telling people this. Okay. So listeners out there, if you do this, stop it. Oh my god! And you will save some money. Gas topping. Oh, doing your... Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You go to the... Nobody can see see what I'm doing. The podcast is not good for my visual thing that I was doing with my hand. When you... When you... 
the 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 gas thing clips off. Yep. What do you do? You top it off. I don't. I don't do that anymore because apparently you yelled at me about this before. <laughs> so guys, you're not the only ones who yells at. Well, I mean, you know what? It, you know, it really boils down to is when people see that you're you're putting gas in your car and it gets to ten thirty one, and you're like, no, 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 it has to be eleven. I've got to put more gas into it well, until I get to 11 or 12. It has to be an even or, number. See, that's never... Okay, that's that's a whole other podcast. My issue is always like, I hate getting gas when it's 17 degrees out, so I'm just going to try to get as much as I could. Get as much in there as possible? Yeah. All right, now here's... I'm going to tell you why you, you shouldn't do this. Okay. So your evaporative emission system in your car, now everyone has this, is designed because fuel vap- vapors are harmful. The EPA has determined this, as every all of our listeners know, these vapors are harmful in the atmosphere. If you've ever smelled one, you know. So what happens is the EVAP system is used so that when you put fuel in the system, there's a lot of vapor in there, and mm-hmm. it traps that vapor, and it puts it into a charcoal canister and like then the stores it there. And then at certain times when you're driving, it takes those vapors and puts them up into your engine to be burned so that they're not released into the atmosphere. That is so clever. Is it gremlins that do this? Uh, yes. Okay. Sure. Gremlins. That just seems like... <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Cat fight. Cat. They don't like to hear about gremlins. Who said you could be on the podcast? Again. <laughs> Anyway, before I was so rudely hissed at, (laughs) Um, the vapor system system. is highly susceptible to liquid. So if you get any liquid fuel in this system, it pretty much ruins it. Oh, no. The gremlins. It kills the gremlins. This will turn your check engine light on, and you'll require very expensive components to be repaired. Now, I know a lot of people out there are thinking... Like, well, I do this all the time, and I've, it's never been a problem. It's a long-term thing. It happens over time. And if that still doesn't convince you, I'll tell you this. Gas stations also have EVAP systems. So when you're pumping all that fuel into your tank, and it's full, and that thing clicks off, there is a suction on the pump oh. that sucks those vapors back into the tank. So if you keep squirting fuel in there, you know what the gas station is doing? It's sucking that fuel that you're putting into your car back into the tank. But guess guess who's paying for it? You are. Oh. So there you go. Stop doing that nonsense, right? The more you know. (laughs) Holy crap. I didn't ever think about that. Yeah. It's, you know, when you really start digging into this... These EVAP systems, both on the gas stations and the cars, they're they're designed for a reason. And yeah, the gas station doesn't want to leave the gas in the hose. We just no gotta, gas in the hose. No gas in the hose. Quit while you're ahead. All right, here's another one. How many times have you seen people with their uh, their keychains and they just got masses of of, of trinkets and gadgets and doodads? Yeah, like the you got your the gym troll, card. Yep. yep. You got your bottle opener. Of course. Got to have that. Yeah. These things, think about it. You're putting your key in your ignition. That's a lot of weight mm-hmm. on that ignition. And over time, that can ruin the tumblers inside your ignition switch. Oh, that makes sense. And it's, it's gotten to the point where there's some manufacturers, like GM, for instance, had a huge recall that this was a huge problem. And they, while they tried to blame it on the whole... Troll doll. Heavy, yeah, the troll doll... Um, it was a malfunction and 
poorly designed ignition switch, but that's not to say that these heavy keychains weren't a factor. Right, like don't help them. And if you need 12 troll, troll dolls on your thingy, get a push button start. Right. See, yeah. I helped you. <laughs> we're starting to see, you know, we're starting to see tumblers and ignition switches in, of, of that style go away. We're seeing more and more push start stuff, which I guess I can see why. There's, we're tired of your heavy keychains. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for you, Natalie. We're tired of your keychain. Now, uh, here's another one that mm-hmm. um, you may or may not find on the Googs, but the Googs. <laughs> so when your gas tank gets starts getting towards, you, you know, you have like the, uh, uh, the the spouse argument. One spouse is I I fill my <laughs> tank up before it gets to a quarter of a tank. And then the other spouse is, oh, I no, make it. I can make it. I know <laughs> I can make it. I still got 20 miles even when it's below E. Here's why the the other spouse is correct. If that's me, by the way. It is BT you. Dubs, it is, I, am, I, highly, I am guilty of this one. I always ask you to please get out and put gas in my car. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you should not wait until your gas tank is empty. Okay. So a fuel pump sits in a bunch of gasoline, right? Mm-hmm. That gasoline is the coolant for the pump. Oh, so if there's none gas. So if there's no gas in your tank, there's nothing cooling that pump down. Now, it's gotten to the point where most manufacturers have designed a system of baffles inside the tank so that the majority of the fuel is surrounding the pump itself until okay. it gets too low and then you know i mean we're talking real real low so manufacturers have known about this problem for a little while but regardless this is why you don't wait until it's empty it's hard on your fuel pump okay mom are you listening (laughs) just saying now here's one of those um we've been saying this for years but it might no longer hold any weight and this is that one where if you have a turbocharged engine which a lot of cars have turbos nowadays. Well, yeah, we got to get places. That, well, not so much that, but we found that we can, if we use a turbocharger, we can use a lot less engine and get more power. Power. Right. Ah, yeah. Ah, ah. <laughs> so the, um, the thought process on this one is when you're using your turbocharger, it gets really hot. So I'm sorry, not a car person. That's okay. I'm learning. I'm learning. How do you use your turbocharger? Your turbocharger spools up or engages or you're using it when your RPMs reach a certain point. Oh, okay. So you kind of, when you're shooting down on the gas, trying to go somewhere quick. Yeah, the turbo usually engages around, for most turbochargers, typically engages around 2,000 RPM. Woo! Yeah. And that gives you that extra air push, right? so we get our our oomph, right? Um. So the the uh, the theory on this one is if you're using your turbocharger and then you come to a stop or you get wherever you're going, you immediately shut the car off, which means no more coolant is flowing, which means that turbocharger is still hot, which means it's hard on that and can wear and break it down over time. Right. Heat now, is bad. Right. Heat is bad. Now, that makes sense. Um, the reason why there's a, a caveat to this one 
is these newer cars, they have advanced turbo systems. Some of them have electronic coolant pumps okay. that are still continuing to pump coolant through these. Also, they have engine management systems that don't allow you to abuse turbos. Don't abuse turbos. <laughs> Does it come out and smack your hands? <laughs> no, it just doesn't let you do it. But for, you, for those of you who have older cars with turbos on them, this is still a good idea. So if you have an older car, especially if you've been getting on the gas and using higher RPMs, just let it idle for a couple of minutes before you shut it down, and you could, you know, prolong your turbo's life. Oh, turbo. All right. So I've got a few more here we can go through pretty quickly, because as far as I'm concerned, these are no-brainers. Okay. No-brain me. Yeah. These are the ones that um, I searched for um, just to see if I was missing any, and I found these on, like, 10 different lists from Autoblog, Car and Driver, all of these. And I'm like, wow, people still do that? But here they are. Here people, you go. People do some stuff. Resting your foot on the brake or clutch pedal when you're cruising. Oh, that seems like a dumb idea. It does. I mean, do we need to say that that wears your clutch and your brakes out prematurely? And if you have leather brake pads like Bertha Benz did, <laughs> that's going to really screw you up. Not to mention, can you imagine driving behind the person who's resting their foot on the brake well, pedal? Well, yeah, because you get like, the white. dude, are you stopping or what? What is happening? <laughs> oh. Um, hitting potholes or bumps. This is Listen, very... you can't do, you can't not do that in Rochester. Nor Spokane either. For you listeners in Spokane, Spokane, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, man, Spokompton, yeah. They, they got some potholes there, let me tell you. Because they only have three plows. But it's safe to say we know that hitting potholes and bumps is hard on your suspension, can throw your car out of alignment, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to cover Ruin too much day. of that. Here's another one. Mm -hmm. Breaking late or breaking downhill. Now, you mentioned this earlier. I hate those people. You're supposed that. to downshift when you're going downhill, not just ride the brake all the time. But in an automatic transmission? You, know, you can still downshift in an automatic transmission. But... Usually, most automatic transmission can anticipate, but they can't anticipate um, how fast you want to go. I don't want to do 75 downhill. You do not. Okay. But you can, you can downshift in, a man, or in an automatic transmission. You just move the, selester into thir the select, okay. selector into third or second or whatever. Um, not first. No. Well, not, not for unless you're going real slow, but. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And braking okay. late, that's just really hard on your brakes. Right. Again, no-brainer. Crappy. Now, this one may, maybe is not a no-brainer. Um, but you know how when you're backing out of your driveway and then you put it into drive, but the car's not stopped yet? But it's going slow enough that it doesn't really matter. You just kind of back up. You're slowing down, and you just move that selector into drive rather than stepping on the brakes. Effective. I never do that. <laughs> I do this. This is one I'm guilty of, too. Uh -oh. You just don't have time, right? That's why he's like, oh, this one's not maybe a no-brainer. Right, right. It's not a no-brainer because I do it, folks. <laughs> right. So you're using your transmission to brake, which it's not designed to do. So that's wear and tear on your transmission. That's Come needless. to a complete stop, then put it in drive. And vice versa if you're doing from drive to reverse, either way. Now, the last one I'm going to give you is the mm -hmm. one is 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 one that uh, you don't do, in the sense that these are all the things that these are bad habits. But this is something a oh, bad this habit is the is, thing that you don't that you should do. you doing. don't do that you should do exactly. Okay, all of these other things were please avoid. This one is please to start. Please to start, yes, and that's ignoring what your car is telling you. 
and that's warning lights. If you see lights on the dash, don't ignore those. Get them looked at. Because if you just if you don't let them go, don't put a piece of duct tape over that. <laughs> no, it's electrical tape. Electrical tape, whatever. It's tape. It works the best. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, but this is putting off stuff like that can lead to further damage in certain instances. Instances. I won't go into all of them because we don't have time. But also ignoring noises. Noises tend to get worse and can cause more damage. Plus, we like to hear you try to do them for us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to hear those descriptions of noises. The other things are like what you feel in the car, whether like it's vibrations. Vibrations, yes. Jerky, herky jerks. Herky, jerky, herky. Wow, you, I'm impressed with the technical knowledge I, of wordplay. I have you read have. my owner's manual. <laughs> I have read the cover of my owner's manual. I think uh, herky, turkey jerks was. Herky, jerky jerks. That was Jerky chap- herky jerks. That was chapter five, right? Yes. Anyway. <laughs> and also smells. If oh, yeah, smells. There are a lot of different smells. If you smell something sweet, that's usually coolant. If you smell something burning, I mean, any, any kind of smell, really. Burning is definitely Yeah, burning terrible. is bad. So don't ignore that stuff. If you smell food and you haven't had food in your car for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I got. I like it. I may have missed a few. If I did, let me know. Oh, yeah, t- definitely. I mean, tell him. Hopefully, there's something in here that can save you guys some money or save you some uh, future repairs. And definitely smell your car. <laughs> please go on please our, to your smell lovely... Your car. <laughs> please to smell your car. Also, after you're done smelling your car, it would be great if you just, you know, give us a little rating little review. A review would be amazing. That really would be amazing. You should be hitting that subscribe button so that every time we drop a new podcast, boom, it's there. Did you get your girl? And as you know, the more ratings we get, the more people we can reach and give you all this fabulous car advice. So much good car advice. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us at the Twitter. That's at Schoen Auto, S-C-H-O-E-N. Facebook, Facebook Insta, Insta. No, TikTok. You can, can't do that you can yet. always email us on the website contact at shownauto.com however you want to do it we'd love to hear from you smoke signals <laughs> bat signal I, I i'll respond to anything Lost little shapes in the snow in our front yard i on that note yes you guys have a great week and happy new year happy new year bye